0: Hello and welcome to episode 25 of Grow Like a Pro. I'm one of your hosts, Adam Bankhurst, alongside the wonderful Jason Flagel. Hello, world. Uh, we were just listening back to this podcast and you sounded so like happy. It was I nice. Know. It gave I, me
1: life. I was pretty happy that day, I guess. <laughs> I know. It was nice. It? I, was, I told you I'm, I feel... Off the off the recording I'm like I, it sounds like I'm very chipper <laughs> yeah it does
0: it definitely does but it was
1: there was a good recording and it's mostly because we have a really good guest this week that's right chase is awesome yeah chase I mean is the founder of electric eye agency and one of the hosts of the uh, honest e-commerce podcast which is really cool I love talking with other podcasters uh, on the show it's yeah, great to definitely you know, get their insights and basically learn a little bit of how they run their show too um, it's' A really cool perspective, I think, Adam.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I, I also just love how he starts off the show by basically saying, "I got a crazy story." Yeah, <laughs> like, I love uh, of how I got there. It's
1: and, like revs you up and then drops you down. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love roller coaster. Yeah, no, he's
0: he's a fascinating <laughs> guy. And he's just he's he's a very energetic, very friendly, welcoming person. That you know, he's one of those guys when you talk to you, you're like, I already feel like I'm your friend. <laughs> yeah, was, he, he really is cool.
1: very like open and inviting, which I really liked. But also um, very honest and very yeah, very and up honest, front about straight stuff. to the point
0: which I yeah. respect from people and stuff. Yeah, and absolutely. Yeah, he's got, he's got a really interesting story that I'm very excited for all of you to hear. Mm-hmm. So, uh, um, before we get there though we do want to remind people if you want to be a part of the show if you want to send in your questions your thoughts your topics anything if you want to be on grow like a pro be sure to send an email to hello at grow like a once again that is hello at grow like a pro and you know grow like a pro is a weekly show we go live every Thursday at 6am and we have some things that are probably changing in the near future Jason yeah, that's right. um, our studio renovation that we've been talking about for so long I think is finally going to be complete in the next week or so and we may be moving to a more live platform yep that's right to kind of Woo-hoo! really be able to interact with our you know our customers and really get more engagement and you know just be a part of the future
1: as it were yeah, that's <laughs> right i mean we want to engage with all of you guys so we'll actually be able to you know get questions from you really the whole focus is is trying to deliver as much value back to you guys as we can because we love you we, we appreciate do. you definitely love your support appreciate your uh, support because we couldn't do this without you it's very very true so you know without
0: further ado i do want to jump into our interview with chase climber and we'll be back after but until then
1: enjoy the show Hey guys, what is up? It is Jason Adam here from the Grow Like a Pro Show, and guess what? We've got a super special guest, Chase Clymer, in the studio with us today. Chase is one of the co-founders of the Electric Eye Agency, which focuses on uh, building out e-commerce platforms for amazing companies. And then he's also the host of a podcast show called Honest E-Commerce. So Chase, thank you so much for being in the studio with Adam and I. Uh, But to kind of start us off, would you uh, be willing to share with the listeners and audience a little bit about... You know, your story, your background, and then how did you even think about getting involved in building an agency and doing a show, that kind of thing?
2: Yeah, just going right into it. I told you I had a funny background, so this is <laughs> going to be... The, I'm a college dropout. Oh, wow. Uh, I dropped out of college to play in a punk rock band. Oh, nice. And I uh, toured the country with them for eight years or so, um, and that did not pay the bills at all. No money made from that. Was it was that in it was Columbus. Like, uh, well, we were from Columbus, but mm-hmm. you know, we played ev- everywhere else. Wow. Um, we hit like a glass ceiling, uh, as most bands do. Everyone had better opportunities, you know, uh, on their plate. Uh, my roommate and some of the other guys from the band are in like a huge metal band from Columbus now. You know, I'm talking. They went to the Grammys, but um, oh, wow. So. What's the name of the band, if
1: you don't mind me? Uh,
2: Beartooth is the name of the band. Beartooth, huh. Um, And then, uh, so anyways, the whole time I was in the band, obviously we weren't making money. It was like... Paid vacation, except like you had to pay your way as well. So, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So so the essentially, I that's where I kind of got my start with freelancing. I'd always kind of had an entrepreneurial spirit. Like before I was in the band, I was doing uh, freelance photography for bands. Mm-hmm. So you know, I was charging like fifty dollars to take pictures at shows at the basement and stuff. um Fast forward from that, I like started to get more and more into the digital side of things. I started learning WordPress. I started learning. Uh, digital advertising. Uh, You know, I got the basic concepts of content marketing down like when I was super young. Mm -hmm. Um, and as I grew older and started, you know, being friends with more, more and more business owners, I started being able to offer those services to them. So when I was on the road, I, you know, I always had like a half a dozen clients that I was doing various things for, which was fun. You know, Uh, it, it, it afforded me to have that fun lifestyle where I was like trying to live my dream. Uh, but I was also like building up these skills that I didn't know that I'd need later on in life with a with an agency. But um, so after doing the band for a long time, we all decided to call it quits. Uh, so I went all in on digital marketing and I started my first agency uh, with a friend of mine. But it was a complete failure. Like I had no idea what I was doing. As far as running a business goes, like I understood marketing, I understood you know digital tactics and all the nerd stuff that people hire us for now, but I didn't know how to like run a business. I didn't understand like the power of niching down, like how to like build a brand around a certain type of product offering, and and being being knowledgeable about one thing is ten times more powerful than being knowledgeable about everything, mm-hmm. which didn't click for the longest time with me. Um, so you know, I. Essentially, that original agency still exists. It's just like my sole proprietor LLC, like whatever. But, like through doing that and freelancing, I met my business partner, Sean. Um, he actually, me, him and I did my f- band's album art together. So that's how we met. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so, what was the band called? Uh, it was called City Lights. Nice. City Lights. Yeah. And then um, I'm sure there are a bunch of hilarious YouTube videos you can link to. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's exciting. Yeah. And then so I did. After the band, me and Sean started working on a bunch of projects together because he had just left where he was at. He was at Homage for eight years. He was the third hire. Um, so uh-huh. he left Homage. He was the design director there. And he left after a while. And he was uh, doing a lot of freelance stuff with Shopify. Mm-hmm. And he was like, hey, man, like you know how to do marketing. Like I got all these e stores. stores. Like, do the marketing. And I was like, oh, sure. Um and you know it we kept doing more and more and you know we had like six retainer clients and it got real weird paying money back and forth and we're like oh let's just start an agency and none of us wanted to do it we we're like I like freelancing I like the freedom blah 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 three months later we had a full full blown agency we were only working with Shopify stores we had stopped working with everything else <laughs> yeah. uh you know it just we literally had to do it it made it it made the most sense um and then. Yeah, I mean, first year in business, we had no idea what we were doing either. But I, I feel like there are more questions before I get down that <laughs> rabbit hole. No, I mean that's great because it gives a,
1: like a huge, uh, I don't know, a transition point. I mean, you were started a band, <laughs> like uh, it's kind of a. I don't want to say cliche story, but a crazy story. Like you're in a band, then you transition into own becoming an agency owner. like what the, what yeah, that the heck? Is, it is a pretty cool.
0: <laughs> and uh, you know I have two questions about that. first, what instrument did you play or were you a singer? Or? I played bass in the band bass nice oh, awesome. yeah, I can't, then, I can't hold a tune at all. <laughs> <laughs> and then as far as that transition phase part was that, a long time coming was there a certain moment where you're like man this is just not working or was it just yeah i mean i know you mentioned that people kind of went their separate ways but i mean was this something that you kind of thought about a lot or was it something that came out and you're like man now I have to
2: figure out what to do well so that's a great question so we were like Doing this like for a very very long time and people were kind of jaded at this point like we're old men, you know Not really, but we're, we're getting <laughs> no, older. We're we get, were getting up there <laughs> yeah. and like, you know, we had seen some success with some of our friends It wasn't jealousy. It was just like hey like it worked for them Maybe we just don't have what it takes like obviously you gotta accept your failures and move on pivot figure something out right. Um, And you know some of the guys in the band had an amazing opportunity. I was uh I also had a really great opportunity to um, essentially be the di- like digital marketing director for a music festival uh, like as a freelance gig but it was like a big commitment so like I couldn't do it if I was doing the band um so we all had these good opportunities and we we're like, you know what like th- I, it seems like the writing's on the wall everyone's got better things to do let's just like throw in the towel so yeah. uh, that's what we did. that's awesome. So how did you go about
1: even getting your? I mean, you mentioned you you started freelancing, but did you start with like uh, some of the freelance work platforms or did you just directly out, reach out to some of these companies to do work with them?
2: Uh, that's a great question. Yeah. I never used like Upwork or anything mm-hmm. like that. Uh, no, I never did that. I was, I got the gift of gab, so I was always like talking to people. <laughs> uh, actually Sean, my business partner, before he even left homage, he like put my name in the ring. Uh, with uh, some local client here in Columbus, actually, that I was working with for about two years that he was like, hey, I just did all this like design and branding stuff for him. He's like, I think they need marketing. You should you should talk to him. I have a lot of friends that were super nice, making a lot of super nice introductions. But I mean, if you're knowledgeable about something and people, you know, you're nice, you'll be top of mind and people will make referrals for you. So that's how it started originally. um, Nowadays. Referrals still work a lot, but mm-hmm. there's other tactics that I guess that we use. Yeah, yeah, and where did you learn a lot of these kind of marketing skills and business skills?
0: Like, where, did you oh, have any, did you have any you know mentors growing up or things, or was it a lot of you know Googling or things or experience? <laughs> what what was the way that you kind of learned? To good, be able to good question because it. it brings up another
2: hilarious part of my life when i worked at a tattoo shop and i was an apprentice hey. Oh man! so <laughs> i worked at a tattoo shop forever uh when i was home from the road and the, the guy that worked there the owner was like super big gary v fan oh yeah so he like made me read some of his books and he was like hey we're gonna do this for the shop and actually i helped him grow his youtube channel he's got like uh fifty thousand subscribers That's or something awesome. on there mm-hmm. uh but he needs to get off his butt and do it again <laughs> but, <laughs> come on man yeah. make it happen but um yeah, so I kind of learned it. I started learning it there, and then I've always just been like inquisitive, and you know, YouTube is your best friend. I learned so much from YouTube, and then uh, lots of good blogs out there, good resources. Um, now I'm finally getting back into reading more and more books. Uh, last year. I hadn't read a book until last year, probably in like five or six years. And then I like made a goal of reading a book a month and I actually did 13 books last year and I'm already up to like four or five this year. Any uh,
1: favorites of those 13 that you read?
2: Yeah, Traction is 100% the best book for running your business. Mm -hmm. And then Profit First is the best book for the finances of your business. And then... Uh, marketing always clicked for me, so I never really read one in that realm. But I keep hearing that Mike uh "Purple Cow" is like a really good like. Yeah, yeah, marketing. I haven't
1: read it, but I've heard that it's really good.
2: Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I think with profit first and traction in place, uh, you can. Start to do your business and kind of figure it out on the way because those are going to help you solve a lot of problems like immediately Yeah, yeah, I love that
0: and it sounds like you I mean you're, you're very easily, you know Can adapt to any these kind of situations which is a really great skill to have and what was the transition? Like when you saw that focus to Shopify and how did that whole the experience start?
2: Oh, okay So remember how I said I had that first agency uh, that I started with a different friend um, And we were it was kind of just like we would do stuff for money like we were <laughs> we were digital prostitutes. Yeah, <laughs> so um <laughs> And the the thing is, is like we didn't have any niche. We didn't have like any like. It, it was hard to talk about us. It was mm-hmm. like, what do they do? They they do stuff for for, for people. I don't know. Like because <laughs> we didn't have really, Yeah, we didn't have like a, it wasn't a nicheable like easily relatable thing. And you know, I like to think about niching down, or or at least just becoming a like. I guess that's a good conversation to just have in general about niching down in your business. If 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 it's like service business or whatever, like. You don't have to turn down all the other work. It's just you market for a specific thing. So when that comes up, people will know to talk about you. Uh, When we first started Electric Eye, we weren't niche down 100%. uh, But it quickly became easy for us to do that because we were only talking about Shopify and we were only getting Shopify leads at that point. Uh, But we did do a WordPress website once within the company's history. We were working with Magento brand at one time since brought them over to shopify cuz i hate magento but um, <laughs> Same here. the difference like between magento. what we are doing now and the, the the focused marketing that we have now versus like when i had no focus on my marketing back then what is like night and day like people are literally finding us from the internet they're finding us from the content they you know, they like what we're doing what we're saying and they're actually you know we're making genuine human connections with people we have never met before in our lives whereas when i like had no focus or cl- like nothing to talk about at the other agency, quote unquote, like nothing happened. It was all outbound and it was a lot of work.
1: Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, what out of all those experiences, Chase, is there like a favorite brand or company that you worked with that what that you were working
2: with? Ooh. Uh, is it like currently with Electric
1: Eye? Or? Um, currently in your past, because I'd love to know if there's because I I personally like to ask that question because there's some that I'm like in well, my mean, past I'm like wow that was one of my favorite brands it was I learned so much from them and then you know we might have had a continued uh, relationship kind of thing but I didn't know if there's one that stuck out.
2: I mean, it's probably the one that melds both the worlds. Like, we're working with the Black Keys. So, that's super fun. Sweet. Uh, You know, it's the biggest crossing there. And I still actually, so the only freelance client I have is my old boss from the tattoo shop uh, (laughs) because I wouldn't put that on our agency to deal with him because he's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. But that's still really fun because we've been working together for. 10 years now. So yeah. it, we just, we have a good relationship.
1: Do you do any kind of bartering back and forth where he gives you free tattoos for you're exchanging for marketing? help? <laughs> uh,
2: yes. I have a lot of free tattoos from a lot of, a lot That's of, awesome. and it's not even just him. I have a few other tattoo artists in Columbus that owe me some tattoos now. <laughs> And, and so what kind, of, what kind
0: of work do you do for like a tattoo company? That's, you know, you, it's it's not as much. You know, yeah, I mean, it's as it's it's,
2: as it's like so off from e-commerce. Yeah. But it's what we're doing is uh, we're doing automated email marketing for them. Nice. What, that's what I was doing for them uh, to increase the touch bases with those customers. And we were... Just, tattooing is such an old school thing. And I was like, you guys are wasting time, paper, and data. Like, let's put this all in the cloud. And then like once I... I had to educate them for, like, months. And then when, they, when it clicked, they were, like, all... They're, like, oh, wait, this makes so much sense. Yeah, that's awesome. So uh,
1: what is the... What's the typical process that you use, Chase, when you, like, um, bring in a client? Is there, like, a framework or something that you use when you're kind of going through that discovery process and figuring out what you need to do to help, you know, their company grow?
2: Yeah, so we use a process called the five Ds. We did not invent it. It's out there on the internet. You can Google it, but I'm gonna tell you about it right now. <laughs> so it's essentially discovery, mm-hmm. and which is us learning as much as we can about your business as fast as possible. It's the boring stuff, but you got to do it. Um, and then it's, we go into the, what we call the define stage. And that's literally when I'm sitting down with a client and Sean is there and our project manager, Angie, and anyone that has you know valued input at the company that we're working with. Everyone's in the same room. It's usually actually digital. It's like on a Zoom call. Uh, and we are writing the statement of work together. Cool. So if it's not in that statement of work, it's out of scope. And I don't say that upfront to be mean, I say that upfront to set expectations that if we don't discuss it, how can you assume that we understood it was part of the project? Mm -hmm. So we like to set that precedent like, Hey, and it's like in the note of almost every stage after that. It's like, Hey, if it like wasn't brought up, how, how would we know, like don't make assumptions that makes everyone have a bad time. Um, So after we kind of write that statement of work together. Um, you know we come up with the site map we're usually mm-hmm. doing a big redesign or something like that uh, we do that site map we a statement of work and start doing some wireframes we move into the design stage and we design out every element of that website for the client um, through th- that statement of work though we're usually doing some marketing stuff as well um, you know we're Shopify experts we're marketing experts we're actually in the Facebook marketing consultants beta program now um, nice. so we do know what we're talking about when it comes to Ecom and how to like do things the right way. But at the end of the day, it all comes down to numbers and we can talk about that right after this once I'm done with these kind of 5Ds. Uh, after the design stage, I'm sure you could guess it would be develop, mm-hmm. make it work. Uh, we get all that stuff up and running. That's usually when we're doing a lot of like extended functionalities, any custom stuff, installing any apps that need to be installed, and then uh, the deploy stage or the deliver stage, launching the website. You know That one's the most exciting. It's yeah. also the quickest and sometimes you got to really wait. To do it for a certain thing, uh, but we always tell clients. Usually, want to do it like right before a big sale, and we're like, absolutely not. It's like it's either going to happen two weeks before that big sale, so we can catch any right. bugs, or immediately after. He's like, I don't. It's the nature of a creative beast. Is there's going to be bugs? Like, mm-hmm. just accept that. Like, we'll we'll do as much QA as possible, but like developers aren't robots, even though they t- seem like it sometimes. They, you know, they're still human. There's going to be errors. Just like understand that there needs to be some QA and while we do as much as we can, like something's going to get by. So I'd rather us catch that on like a lower traffic time than like, Hey, we're going to send a million more people to the website the yeah. day we go live with this. And I'm like, please don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Well, I think it was
1: Mark Zuckerberg who uh, implemented the motto at the very early stages, move fast and break things uh, with that same idea. It was like soft launch kind of things mm-hmm. where he knew that, with all those bugs initially they would go through that learning process to figure out hey we need to make some changes improve it and then once they were ready you know it was millions now getting close to what over a billion people I think are using uh, Facebook now it's crazy too many yes yeah. <laughs> too many yeah I would agree I, I do not I'm not a huge fan of Facebook but Anyway, so I mean, you, you, I love that process, uh, Chase. But going through that, how did you even uh, come up with the idea of wanting to do, you know, a podcast? Why do, you, why did you want to do a show? Is it kind of natural for you? I know you said you've got the gift of gab, uh, but what kind of, you know, how did that come come about?
2: Well, I hate the sound of my own voice, so I didn't <laughs> want to do the podcast actually. Andrew, uh, my project manager, and then Annette, who's my co-host, and she's like a big proponent of our brand, and she, she loves like she loves podcasting and Mm -hmm. she was like you're doing this they both were like you're doing this like we've got it worked out like you are doing this and then we got a sponsor and i was like i guess i have to do this uh so we just started doing it and then i realized hey it's not hard it's fun it's it's i get to talk about things i'm passionate about so it's, it's fun
1: That's awesome. So what are the like main topics or things that you focus on getting back to your focus on niching in? Yeah. (laughs) So so, what's your niche with the podcast?
2: Okay. Well, you know, I feel like just to tell your audience how to pick their topic, actually. So obviously we're a Shopify focused agency. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's very e-com specific, um, but we don't necessarily like only talk to Shopify brands or Shopify apps or anything like that. But what we do is we talk about topics that we know that are you know, our ideal customer, our customer persona, would want to want to hear about. So it's, it's usually we're talking about um, how to increase your sales or how to properly do Facebook advertising or the things that our customers would be googling. Essentially, yeah. is what we try to build our content around. Uh, usually, I'm interviewing other subject matter experts, either like other agency owners or other freelancers that are really good at something, and we're just riffing on. Whatever they want to bring to the table, that will potentially help our audience. Um, also, we found uh, that people really like to hear success stories from other entrepreneurs. It, mm-hmm. It's everyone likes that, you know, the the founder story. So that's yeah. been a fun avenue that we've been exploring, and I hope to do a lot more of uh, in the next coming coming months. It was a lot easy like starting the podcast talking to like these agency partners or app partners that we had it was like really easy to get those people on the show but now i'm like branching out and trying to talk to people i don't know
0: and how many episodes do you guys have now how long you've been doing it for
2: we've been doing it since january and we put one out every week so we're probably at 13 or 14
0: and what was the process like i mean i know you mentioned a little bit but like starting like what is what does the team look like what does the process look like did has it has the show changed a lot or was there a different idea when you started or has it been pretty consistent
2: oh that's a great great question so i am a huge fan of working smarter and not harder. So <laughs> I reached out to my friend, Kurt Elster from the unofficial Shopify podcast. And I was like, hey, what do you do? And he just gave me his playbook. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> Brilliant. So awesome. I owe him dinner for the thousandth time. Um, <laughs> so he gave me his playbook. I made some tweaks on it from uh, a process we had in place for our Shopify meetup. That's how we met. Yeah. Um, and I pretty much automated it other than like, I reach out to you like, hey, are you interested in this and explain it? And they're like, yeah, sure. So then, I like, they get a form from us that asks them some questions that I need gets their photo so I can do all the the show notes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And the second they submit that, it goes to the our calendly page where they can schedule a time that works for them. Awesome. And then yeah, they that. schedule, and it's pretty. And then I just show up and start talking to people. <laughs> That's <laughs> great. And
0: is it is the show like a little more structured with questions, or is it more kind of off the cuff too with things?
2: Oh, no. Yeah. Me and Annette are not one for rules. We just go all (laughs) over the place.
0: Yeah, that's always that's always the fun of it. And do you guys have any video? Is it just audio or how is it? It's
2: just audio now. Um, I think when we do some more on location stuff, we'll do a little bit more video. But for now, like most of our guests are somewhere else. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Gotcha.
0: Gotcha. Mm -hmm. And and how do you how do you record those guests? How do you? Is it usually uh, Skype or Zoom or is it? We use
2: Zoom for everything uh, as an agency, so it's just been Zoom calls. Uh, and Zoom has an awesome integration with Calendly, so it like tells them like, hey, this is going to be on Zoom, and this is the thing you click on, and all that stuff. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, and then thing. it just goes through uh, GarageBand, and then um, I'm using a what is it our interface is a six i six, and I forget who the brand is. Uh, But that one's really cool. And then we just have a couple SM58s for our mics. I mean, I think I got our whole podcasting set up like the gear for less than 300 bucks nice wow yeah, that's really good nope that's a lie that podcast that that interface was 270 oh, yeah, yeah oh. that's usually the base. <laughs> yeah the I'm, I'm a liar but it was less than 500 <laughs> yeah <bucks. but> anyway.
0: <laughs> still you know you manageable in a sense i guess <laughs>
2: yeah for sure
1: so chase i mean you you shared a little bit about um where you're at right now with electric Eye, but where do you want it to go for the future what are some of the goals with developing out the company
2: cool uh yeah me and sean from day one have had we're wanting to keep it small uh people i don't know why there's this weird subculture that not sub i don't know people are saying like lifestyle businesses are lazy and i'm like eh no like that's what i want to do i don't want a huge company i don't want a huge stress i like so that's been the goal and that's what we're doing so we're at three full-time employees and we have a lot of really amazing partners all over the world that we you know trust and use for a lot of different projects uh now that we're going into year three or four i don't even remember uh we've you know got a just a sea of subcontractors that are amazing and they're really good at certain things and we know who to call on to accomplish those goals and mm-hmm. it's fun is yeah, there is there sure. any travel involved in
0: in your job or is it mostly doing stuff here in remote
2: uh, good question. So it was like normally, and by normally I mean like last year, it was definitely just all remote stuff, and we were just working from wherever. But now we're like taking the time and really putting in the effort to make these partnerships better. So uh, I was just in Mexico City for a week, uh, like two weeks ago, and that's where uh, one of our main partners is. So we were down there for the whole week meeting the team, working with the team. We actually helped them launch the first Shopify meetup in Mexico City. Oh, Uh, awesome. And it was insane. So I spoke at it. And then um, I was in English and everyone else was in Spanish, which was (laughs) hilarious. I I failed French in high school. So of course, I couldn't know anything about Spanish. Um, And so we did that. And it was super cool. And then... Uh, during the Q&A, no one asked me any questions. And I was like, that eh, makes sense. But then afterwards, everyone started coming up to me. And they're like, hey, like my English is a little rough. I didn't want to talk in front of everyone. That's perfectly fine. So I, I answered a bunch of questions there. And we have a bunch of subscribers from Mexico City now for the That's podcast, amazing. which is really cool. Um, so uh, we helped them do that. Uh, we talked about how our company's partnership is going to work. Uh, meeting the team was fantastic. Putting names to emails was super cool. Uh, but I feel like just genuine human connection and That extra mile is going to pay dividends. Um, I think, I don't know, just being an asshole is dumb. Like, be nice to people, go and talk to them (laughs) and, like, work through your problems. Like, I don't know. So anyway, so I'm flying all over the place and speaking at meetups this year.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, Jason, and I recently did a little West Coast trip. We went to San Francisco and Los Angeles and met a lot of people. And that's some of the best things you do is actually getting out into the world and meeting the people and not just hiding behind a computer, being afraid to do that stuff. I think that's when you have some of the best experiences and really can help grow your platform and help other people. It's it's really an awesome thing. And um, I'm curious about, um, you said you started or helped launch the first Shopify meetup in Mexico City. So I'm curious a little bit about that process. How did that whole thing happen? Because you've
1: also got your own meetup that you do in Columbus, Ohio, right, Yeah,
2: I mean, it's funny. So I, like, wrote a pretty good playbook on, like, hey, this is how we're going to do our meetup. And then (laughs) I gave it to, like, (laughs) six people. And now there's one in New York that my friends launched that I'm going to go speak at here in a couple weeks. And then I gave it to... Alejandro and his team down in Mexico City, and they used it better than I did. Like, their their meetup was really cool. And then Mexico City is huge, by the way. So, we have 2 million here in Columbus. They have 22 million down there. Yeah. Oh. So, they had like so many people wanted to come. They were turning people away at the door. They had a wait list. It was <laughs> insane. How many people were at the meetup? Uh, I think they capped it like at 105 because, like, it wasn't a big room. Yeah. They right, didn't yeah. think it was like, they were like, how many was at your first meetup? I was like, 22 people. Like, it wasn't big. And they were yeah, like, right, yeah. cool. So, they got a room. That they thought would make sense for that, <laughs> and then they had, you know, Shopify helps you promote the meetups, and they had like 200 people click attending, and then they had a waitlist of over 200 people, Jeez. and it was, you know, it was cool, but it just shows you how excited that that market is about Shopify and about e-commerce, and you mm-hmm. know, there's a little bit of the entrepreneurial dream in there, and all that stuff. But like, the cool thing was, uh, Alejandro was telling me, he's like, hey, man, like. We're five years behind America when it comes to e He's like, so all the trends you're seeing now, like people like are unaware of it here. Like e is just now becoming like a big thing down here. Like Stripe isn't even in Mexico. Yeah. Like you mm-hmm. can't use Stripe. It's only yeah. PayPal. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah,
0: it, I feel like a lot of people take that for granted and don't realize those things. that's Yeah, it's crazy, man.
2: Yeah, no. So I was like talking to someone at that meetup and they were like doing drop shipping. And I was like, oh, drop shipping is like dead in America. Like it's so oversaturated. He was like, <laughs> yeah, but nobody does it in Spanish. I was like, you are right. So <laughs> yeah. let me know how it works. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> there you go. Yeah.
1: Getting back to that idea of uh niching in, uh, Chase, because I think it's. I've said it before on one of the episodes uh, that we've done. It's uh, John Lee Dumas from Entrepreneurs on Fire talks about. It. He's like the uh, riches are in the niches, so <laughs> you got to figure that process out. Um, so, I, what was the what was the thought uh, process behind uh, wanting to do your own meetup, Chase? Like, why did you? I mean, I know you probably already answered it with your desire to want to connect with people in person, but like, what was your thought process behind uh, wanting to uh, create a meetup?
2: Um, I mean, it was selfish. Let's be real. Uh, Sean and I were like, "Hey, like, we can do this meetup better." Uh, there was another one in Columbus, the Columbus e-commerce meetup, which now we're friends with, and we actually do do like we co-promote each other's stuff. That's uh, cool. But we're like, "Hey, this one isn't as niche down as we are. Let's just do the Shopify one." And since we are Shopify partners and experts, I just reached out to our rep at Shopify, and they're like. They gave us the green light. Uh, they gave us some sponsorship money. You know, they gave us that official title, um, so they helped us promote it, and it was uh, it was pretty cool. Like the first one was definitely a proof of concept, and I was like, I don't know, fifteen of you people, so I guess there's something here. And now we're doing it every other month, and we are usually getting between seventy five and hundred people. So. It's awesome. And what does a typical
0: Shopify meetup look like? Like how does it is it a lot of networking? Is it speakers? Like workshops? What is it what does an event look like?
2: Yeah, so uh the way we do ours is just I do it's like three speakers on various stuff. So it's kind of almost the same as the podcast, which is it's like it's either like a founder story or a subject matter expert or like an app partner or something like that, uh kind of just talking about what they're knowledgeable about. I try to make sure that it's always sharing knowledge and not like a sales thing when it like is salesy i like tell them no yeah mm-hmm. um and then uh so they're usually like 15 minutes each you know there's networking and pizza for the first half hour and then afterwards as well there's also some free beer soda all that stuff uh, if you're in columbus it's at the columbus idea foundry every other month if you google columbus shopify meetup it should pop right up nice yeah, that's awesome
1: So, I mean, getting closer to the uh, end of our conversation here, Chase, but one of the questions that Adam and I love to ask our guests is, um, is there like one piece or a couple of pieces of advice that you would give to someone that, you know, is looking to succeed? They might be an entrepreneur kind of going through you know uh i don't know if they were uh musicians starting their own band working at a tattoo parlor all the, you know that kind of thing with your journey uh but what advice do you have for some entrep- uh, entrepreneur to continue to succeed
2: um i find i don't know why this is really top of mind right now but uh, a lot of people are like i've had this idea but and i'm like what's the but like why just start who cares like who do you care enough to like fail in front of that you can't just get up like i we've made so many mistakes in our business uh we've like you know we've lost clients we've screwed up websites like we've literally lost clients money before but we learned from it we've grown from it and you know no one's perfect they just don't put that stuff out there but i don't care like you're going to make a mistake just start now cuz if you are waiting for the perfect time to launch your business you're going to fail yeah. There's, there's, no such perfect, thing, there's no perfect, perfect time. time. No. Yeah. yeah,
0: there's always something. There's always something that'll come up. I mean, I, I've heard so many people say, you know, I'll wait till after school or I'll wait till next year or something. I mean, there's always something is going to pop up and you have to take advantage of that moment. Like you said, you have to be you can't be afraid of mistakes and failures because that's part of the journey to success and sometimes the most important part. And that's another question that we kind of love to ask people is if you're comfortable with and obviously you don't have to name names or anything. But what is one of what is one of your maybe biggest failures that you you know, you, at the time was terrible, but you learned how to get through it and may have helped you in the long run.
2: Well, I mean, going back to like our giant scoping process, like we weren't doing that at, you know, the onset it's tedious and it's a lot of work, but doing that work up front allows for a better engagement in the end. Like, uh, being lazy about scoping a project or not asking the right questions to your client is a recipe for disaster. Yeah. Yeah.
1: For them and for you. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure.
2: So, um, th- that kind
1: of question, Adam actually brought up another question I want to ask you, Chase. Uh, what are, do you have any like uh, daily productivity hacks or like what what do you do in terms of uh, increasing your productivity output? Do you have like a daily schedule that you you try to stick to? That's another thing I love to ask. Archie. Yeah. Okay.
2: So that's a good that's a good question because it it brings up something that me and Sean kind of like stumbled upon. But it's like it's kind of written in a bunch of business books, but like if you, no one just blatantly says it out loud, it doesn't click. And it's like if everything's important, nothing's important. And then also like with that being said, like two people cannot be responsible for one thing. So for Electric Eye, uh, Sean takes care of a lot of the operations. He takes care of all the finances. He takes care of uh, some of the account management, and he owns all those things. I don't do any of that stuff. But on the flip side, I am doing all of the business development. I'm doing all the marketing. I'm doing all the sales for Electric Eye, and I own those things because those are important to me. Those other things are important to Sean. Andrew also has things that are important to him. Our subcontractors have their things; they own it. Mm-hmm. So, from it's been about two years now, uh, we use Basecamp as a project manager. But doesn't no matter what 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 you use. There's only one person that is assigned to a task the task is finite. It's like, yes or no. It's like, is this done? Yes or no. Mm -hmm. It's not like study this or learn that. It's like, there's a finite task and there's a due date on every task. Uh, Since instilling that, things have been a lot better. I mean, that boils down kind of from the traction mentality that we use Mm -hmm. to run our business, that entrepreneurial operating system. Um, But yeah, that helped a shit ton. And then we, within traction, there's like that quarterly rocks. Mm-hmm. Is a big part of it. So we have our to-dos for this month. Well, not this month. This these quarters, mm-hmm. uh, and you work to, towards those goals in your free times outside of like the the normal stuff that you need to do for the business as well. Uh, that definitely helps push the needle. Um, and then lastly, I'm a huge fan of automation. So I've been learning a lot about automation <laughs> and automating a lot of stuff for our business and what, what kind of automation to, things have you found or implemented so far uh i mean i'm a huge fan of zapier and i use oh, yeah. it for a lot of a lot of stuff within the business uh just this week so it's a traction thing it's a business thing you should be reporting your numbers weekly your key performance indicators with any business that you have we identified which ours are for our business that we like and i've automated tracking about 70% of them. That's awesome. So, that's
1: good. Yeah, one of the um I use um IFTT, if this then that whatever, yeah. whatever it is. Uh when I do like new blog posts, it automatically, you know, posts to different social media platforms. So, I'm a huge fan of automation. I I think I was first exposed to it by reading a uh, Tim Ferriss's 4-hour work week. I think that's a lot
2: of people's like um first exposure to learning how they can automate
1: things yeah
2: i I believe that if this and that is free and i've used it before for a few things i actually Mm -hmm. still have some setup that like alert me on my phone for different stuff um zapier is like that just on a whole nother level it's thousands and thousands of integrations and and it's very
1: custom i mean you can do very customized things like i found that if this than that it's very generalized and it's not usually what it's close to getting what you want, but not
2: quite there. <laughs> yeah. So like, here's a, you know, a quick automation that I built out somehow. Well, was, uh, so through having Shopify market for us, for the podcast, not for the podcast, sorry, but for the meetup, mm-hmm. they send out marketing on our behalf and people sign up to join the meetup. And I have an automation set up that strips that email and pull and extracts that email of that new person. And then it reaches out on my behalf and says, hey, like, we're the guys behind this meetup. Like, you know, if you want to hear from us, just like you don't have to do anything. But if you don't want to hear from us again, like click on subscribe right here. Uh, and it adds about 500 people to our <laughs> our mailing list uh, every couple of months.
1: That's awesome. I love that.
2: So um, one of the
1: final questions that we uh, like to ask Chase is um, "What do you have any upcoming events or... Um, like releases that you're doing with the company that you want to share with our audience that they can connect with you and kind of tune in?
2: Uh, sure. I mean, every week we put out a podcast uh, and it's Honest Ecommerce and uh, it wasn't a rock for the quarter to build that website, but you can, if you Google <laughs> Honest commerce podcast, it should pop right up. Uh, it's available where podcasts are available. But uh, outside of that, uh, our next Shopify meetup is, I want to say April... No, it's definitely May 16th. Okay. The next one, the on, the Columbus e commerce meetup is in April.
1: And the honest e commerce website you said was live or not live yet? It's not live yet.
2: Okay. No, that's something I'll be working on next week. So quarter.
1: basically, they can find it anywhere. You know, they can yeah. find podcasts. I mean,
2: you can just, if you go to electriceye.io, uh, you can find the podcast on there. You can find all the videos that I put out on YouTube. Uh, you can find all the blog articles that we write. Um, yeah. Yeah. What are some of the
1: most recent blog posts that you've done? Because I think I looked at it the uh, other day, Chase, and one of them was like how to transition from Magento or to Shopify or why you should transition yeah, from something Yeah, 12 reasons.
2: Like I think that email went out this morning. Oh, uh, cool. Yeah, so 12 reasons that you should transition from Magento to Shopify uh, is one. Uh, it's funny. So we have two blog posts that are, like just crushed compared to all the other ones. One of them is called, What the fuck is a social media influencer? It gets so much <laughs> organic traffic. I just thought the title was funny, so yeah, I kept it. Yeah. And then uh, the other one is like our guide to migrating from Squarespace to Shopify. It gets so much traffic. That's awesome. Um, so blog blog writing's not dead. It still works. You just have to write a, write some good copy and have it actually make sense and people resonate with it. Yeah, and, and do you focus
1: more on like long-form content rather than more of the short-form content? So here's the thing.
2: I'm not a writer. I have a ghostwriter. That's awesome. I'll tell you the truth. <laughs> and awesome. uh, yeah, I, I prefer to... Uh we've been mixing it up but now we're focusing more on our longer form kind of guides and how-tos to, how that's like where what we're focusing on for the next couple of months sweet
1: yeah i was actually just um listening to Tim Ferris last night talk about um he he has his big focus on long form content cuz he wants it to you know rank organically for long periods of time rather than you know more frequent uh short form content mm-hmm. so Cool. Well, uh, Chase, what are some of the other, uh, ways that people can connect with you? I know you already mentioned the, uh, URL for your electric eye platform, but do you want to share like social platforms or email with people if they want to get connected with you?
2: Yeah. I mean, my email is just chase, c h a s e at electriceye.io.com was way too expensive. Uh, so electriceye.io. Um, I mean, you can hit me up on there. I mean, our email list is pretty cool because it has all the content that we subscribe, that we push out uh, on there. So then you'll be able to get linked up to our our podcast, our YouTube channel. Um, Yeah, the welcome series for our email list is awesome. It's got a lot of good information in it. Sweet. How many uh, emails, if I can ask? uh, I think it's five. Sweet. Yeah, I, I
1: usually focus on like a sweet spot of seven uh, for a drip sequence, but <laughs> yeah. that's getting too uh, almost too nerdy, Chase. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Chase. Well, uh, again, we're getting close to the end here, so uh, I really want to thank you so much for your time. Uh, you know, t- uh, coming into the studio, being a part of uh, the podcast, uh, being a part of the audio and the video podcast. So, uh, thank you so much. And Adam, do you have any other final questions you want to ask? Chase? Yeah, I,
0: we we always kind of like to talk about what, what I mean. Do you still What do you like to do in your free time? Do you still do a lot of music? Are there other things that you kind of love to do when you're not, you know, changing the world for
2: e-commerce sites and? Yeah, I. uh, So my hobby is I'm a real estate investor. It sounds like a really dumb hobby, (laughs) but it's fun. Not at all. Uh, (laughs) Really? Yeah. So I'm looking to buy my second duplex. I actually looked at it last night. So that's something fun I do. Because I'm
1: <laughs> actually looking to get into real estate investing right now, Jason. <laughs> hey, hey, it's Small here, Hey, remember,
2: remember going back 20 minutes ago? Just buy your first house. It's the hardest thing you'll ever do. Once you yep. get it done, it's like way easier. Yeah. And are you are you involved in a lot of
0: the day to day stuff, or is it more from a top level kind of thing?
2: Um, yeah. No, it, we own the places where the landlords. Uh, the one that we have right now is all Airbnb. Um, the another one's a more traditional rental and then we're trying to get another uh, duplex and we haven't really decided what we want to do yet with it. Sweet. That's awesome. How has the know.
0: relationship been with Airbnb and that whole thing? Has it been, has it been kind of a good journey it's, so far? It's
2: been so far, it's been pretty awesome. Uh, I've, you know, ask people, you know, everyone's nice. Like, all right, here's something that's kind of cool is like, I was a big fan of the content put out by Kurt Elster from the unofficial Shopify podcast. I thought his business was really cool. It was very niche. It was very productized. Like I, I respected everything about it. I met him once at an event. So go to events and you can actually meet people. And it's really cool. Um, we had a fun conversation. Three months later, I had a weird, very specific question. Uh, and I was like, you know what? And I'll just shoot him a cold email. Maybe he'll respond. Uh, and he did and now we're good friends we're in a slack channel together we're in a mastermind together uh so you know the people that you look up to and respect as long as you're nice and genuinely human and not weird they'll usually respond to your questions and they'll give you some good advice and you know they could become friends yeah i love that and uh, do you still play music at all ever uh i think the last time i picked up a guitar was like months ago but like an acoustic i don't even own any basses anymore oh really yeah, yeah. But no, I I play acoustic guitar every once in a while now. Um, I still go to concerts all the time. I went to Kiss over the weekend. Oh, nice. That was fun. Um, Yeah. And then, you know, in the summer, I try to work uh, from places that have beaches. (laughs) Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's always a good goal to have for sure any any plans for this summer where you want to go with beaches
2: uh i'll probably go back to hawaii for a week or two.
0: Oh man that's so. always on the top of my list have you you been there before i take it mm-hmm. nice how long have you what did you do the whole all the islands and everything i uh, was said? just
2: in maui i did the road to hana i went to like nine beaches while i was there i did a lot of snorkeling um, ever Do any surfing anything out there Uh, No I feel like I'm just too old To learn how to do that <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever done paddle boarding Have you ever tried that it's No a, but it's like looks a lot, it looks fun It is it's yeah. a lot harder than it looks
0: Like you have to engage your whole body To stay on the board and everything It's it's really funny But yeah Hawaii is definitely On the top of my list for things like that Sweet Well and um, I guess one of the last things We like to say is Do you have any final message For the listeners out there Or anything that you want to Impart your last bit of wisdom Before we let you go
2: uh i just want to reiterate it's just start now like people don't wait to start there's no good time to start your business start your website start your blog start your twitter whatever you wanted to start just do it yeah nike hashtag nike yeah <laughs> i mean here's the thing everything we started it was terrible at first and then it just got better over time you're never going to start and it'd be perfect yeah That's
1: awesome. Uh, Very good advice, Chase. All right. Well, thank you again, Chase, for uh, taking time out of your schedule to be uh, with us in the studio. And I'm sure we'll uh, have you back at some point in the near future to, you know, give an update on Electric Eye, what you're doing with uh, Honest e-commerce with your podcast. So you guys should definitely check out that podcast. Chase is an amazing guy, as you can kind of tell from this interview. So, um, but yeah, Chase, thanks again. And uh, thank you guys for tuning in. And we will catch you guys next time.
2: Thanks.
0: I sometimes feel like a broken record, but you know, Chase said it, so I'm going to have to say it again, but take that first step. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> what it's all about. I mean, that's, I know Chase was talking about just start that Twitter account, start that podcast, start that website, start that blog, whatever you are passionate about, whatever you believe in, yep. make it happen. Cause that's how things happen.
1: That's right. It's literally a constant daily like commitment that you've got yeah, to make to yourself, right. like like for me, um, I w- I'm talking about like how I've been, I've been trying to lose weight. I know we've talked about it, Adam, yeah. off off, uh, off the uh, recording, but like I want to get back almost into shape as like when I was competing and swimming, um, which you know I'm about twenty pounds overweight from where I need to be. But literally, it's a daily process. I've got to you know do my calisthenics. I got to do my cardio. I yeah. got to do my weight training every day. Otherwise, you know, if I miss a day, I'm not, I'm not committing to accomplishing my goal. Same thing with being an entrepreneur. You guys want your business to succeed. It's you got to take action yeah, right. every single day. Nothing's going to be perfect. Today. No, right. Definitely. <laughs> and there's going to be days where you don't want to do it, but you got to do it. And that's You've how you find, that that's commitment. how you
0: find the success. That's how you meet awesome people like Chase that's and meet right. other people and get out into the community and make a difference for your family and for your community by just starting, that's by just doing it. And not being right. afraid to fail because I hate to break it to you, but it's part of the journey. So right. just accept that fact and you'll be a lot happier, I think. Oh yeah, 100%. <laughs> But yeah, Chase was yeah such a cool story, such an awesome guest. And i hopefully look forward to doing some more business with him and having him back on the show to hear more of his story. Because like I said, he's one of those guys
1: you just kind of want to hang out with. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it his awesome. um, Columbus um, e-commerce meetup, he's got like one of the largest... Uh, meetups for e-commerce in columbus ohio really awesome he's got that great devotion to you know wanting to give back and teach people and equip people with what they need to succeed so really cool
0: yeah definitely
1: so once again we just want
0: to thank chase for coming Mm -hmm. on the show and being a part of it and we want to remind people if you want to be a part of the show as well like chase or if you want to send in your questions or your topics or comments or anything be sure to send an email to hello at com. once again that is hello at com and uh you know as jason was or as i talked about at the beginning of the show we are in the Process of basically almost finishing our studio, so mm-hmm. we have some plans to go live and get more shows, more content, all that stuff. And actually, one of our newest shows just went
1: live this week, Jason. Yeah, that's I, right.
0: I so I started a new show called Gamer
1: of Thrones. Gamers, I can't imagine why you decided <laughs> to go live this weekend. I, <laughs> I know, maybe it's the return of Game of Thrones. Can you
0: imagine? It's so weird. But yeah, it's
1: I, my co-host
0: Bill. I also do a podcast called Gamers Advocate, and as mm-hmm. many people know, I write for IGN. So I started. I've I've always talked about wanting to do a Game of Thrones podcast yep. and of course i asked jason he was like what's a throne i don't even
1: know the- <laughs> what, what what's a game what's of a throne? game what's a game of thrones <laughs> now he,
0: he knows the characters but and you know jason and i have some other ideas for shows but this one i've done with my another co-host that i work with and gamer of thrones first of all the url was available That's which crazy. i was very surprised about and uh yeah i just uh, we're basically going to do instant reactions for every episode mm-hmm. and then the next day on monday we're going to do live shows so cool. That's it's kind of part of this whole network part of our initiative to get more content out there so if you're a fan of Game of Thrones be sure to check out Gamer of Thrones on all your podcast services and YouTube and all that sweet. kind of stuff so yeah that's uh, one of the exciting things kill the uh,
1: undead army right? yes
0: exactly take <laughs> them down <laughs> and yeah but we also you know do want to thank our sponsor and for that I'm going to pass over to Jason
1: yeah so our sponsor this week is Genesis marketing group so Genesis again they are awesome for coming alongside you Getting to know where you are in your business and where you want to go, and ultimately, you know, the end goal is to provide a marketing solution for you. Whether that's making a new website, improving your current website, you know, building out an e-commerce platform, uh, doing social media marketing and management, doing your online reviews. The whole goal is, you know, we've got a demonstrated process to really get businesses the results that they need for making money. Um, you know growing and ultimately getting more customers doing lead gen so if you want to connect with them definitely go to genesismarketinggroup.com that's genesis with a j and they will definitely be looking forward to uh, connecting with you guys and helping you succeed
0: definitely definitely so you know with that i just want to thank everyone for listening and or watching i want to thank chase i want to thank jason i want to thank this gopro and all i want to thank the uh, academy yes thank the (laughs) academy my parents everybody (laughs) you've all made this possible but yeah we look forward to coming back next week with another episode of grow liquor pro and until then i hope you have a great day and or night and we will see you next week bye guys Bye.